Okay, tonight we're going to talk about uh, deploying packages. And uh, Jen has graciously, uh, graciously um, consented to pretend like she doesn't know anything about this. Huh? And so far we've been in pretty goofy moods tonight. <laughs> so this ought to be an interesting video. One hopes. Um, okay, so, so uh, uh, yes, deploying a package. Okay, the, the basics of deploying a package are actually pretty easy. And uh, one of the things you want to make sure that you do first is name the package appropriately because when you right click and say you know new package you're gonna get package right there right mm -hmm. and when you connect to SIS on the server side after you deploy it then you're gonna have package and it's just gonna keep overwriting that package right so you're gonna have to rename this so I'll click on it and it should read who it worked so we want to call this uh, uh, we'll say table to Yes, I want to change the package object. Why does it ask that? Do you want to change the object? Uh. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Excellent point, Jeff. Excellent Carry point. Carry on. Um, I actually think I addressed that in my uh, in my two SIS basics classes that, oh, really? I've, that I've got on the site. I think I actually talk about that. Maybe and, I should watch those. And right this second, it's <laughs> I, I don't remember right this second. I've embarrassed him in front of millions. Yes, yeah, so the, the second you asked me that, I said, uh... <laughs> so, all right, all right, all right. Okay, so, so this package is very clever. It selects from a table and puts it into a row count variable. Dang. Dude, I am the bomb. <laughs> so you come here and you say, execute task. Execute task my, and it's very fast. <laughs> Okay. Was that your Irish voice? <laughs> <laughs> yes, that was my Irish voice. Execute that's mine. So, okay. I'm going to save it. Now, uh, there are a couple different uh, a couple different ways you can you can set this up to deploy. Um, the good way and the bad way. Okay. No, it, it really just depends. If you've got a lot of packages in here, mm. um, with just this one package, it's not as important. But if you've got a lot of different packages in here, then it's going to become very important. So what you want to do is right-click on the on the project up here and say Properties. <clears throat> and then you see Deployment Utility. And it says Create Deployment Utility is, is on False by default. So you want to turn that on True. What that's going to do is that's going to create a, a manifest file. Mm -hmm. Okay? And that manifest is just an XML file. We'll look at that in a minute. Sure. Um, but what that does is that allows you to deploy all of the packages at once instead of having to round robin and do them one by one. Okay? Okay. So you'll always want to come here and create the, the deployment utility. So again, that's a right-click. Properties. I wonder if there's a way to set that by default to be true. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm, yeah, I'm just saying, it was something yeah. we should probably look up sometime. Yeah, if nothing else, I know the SIS folks. You know. No. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm group dropping. I don't. I'm, <laughs> not I, even name dropping. I'm not anymore. even name dropping anymore. Well, my friends at Microsoft. I know Mr. Microsoft himself. <laughs> okay, so since I moved that, I'm going to save because that's what I really want it. Yeah, okay. Okay. And do as I say, not as I do. I usually have, you know, my full complement of, of, of comments. Well, this and is stuff a test, of course. Yes. So we don't have to. Okay. So from there, you say build. Build succeeded down here, right? Mm -hmm. So once we're there. Actually, that was stupid. Um, my docs. And the default location, of course, is the project folder, right? Mm. 
So Visual Studio 2008 uh, projects. Uh, that's 02. And here, bin deployment almost there. Here we are. Okay, so you can see here that we have the name of the package that was actually that was saved, and we have the deployment manifest. Mm. And the deployment manifest again, open with. No, I don't want to open with that just yet. I want to open it with IE. Why not? Okay, and so it's just an XML file, right? Has mm. stuff. So it just and and basically it's just. It, it tells you what it's generated by, who did it, and all that. And then it just has a list of packages. You could create one of these by hand. As a matter of fact, last year I wrote a .NET desktop application to go through and create a manifest files, uh, a manifest file from a whole list of of packages. Okay. Because from the developers, what I was getting was I was getting a bunch of nested folders and stuff, and they right. all had their own separate little manifest files. Mm -hmm. But I wanted a, a master manifest file to combine all of those. Okay, so, and, and tell us a little bit about the advantage of having a manifest. You said that... Um, well, if I had 10 packages in here, right. because I can go to SIS and import this by hand. Sure. Because it's on the file system now. So I can go into SIS and right-click and say import, and then go choose it. And, and import it into SIS just fine. But I have to do that for every single one of them. And if I had 10 packages here, then they would all 10 be listed in the manifest. And all I have to do when I double click here is it'll bring up an installation wizard. So I wanna, I wanna uh, send it to, to SQL. I don't, wanna, I don't want it to reside on the file system, right? Mm. But that's, a, that's also another change in SIS from DTSs. These packages, I never have to move this. I can run it directly from the file system. I don't have to actually import it into MSDB if I don't want to. Well, in other words, you can actually keep it. Are you saying you keep it on the, the client where you, where you built it, the, the file? Well, that's not a good idea, but yeah. But you can. <laughs> but you can, yeah. It's not a good idea. Okay, but, jump yeah. back for one sec. Back. Okay, SQL Server deployment. Um, so with SQL Server deployment, are we... In this case, does that mean we're moving the file? Does that we're, mean we're compiling it? And, well, it's compiled now, but we're we're importing it into MSDB, like like the old DTS. So it's actually stored in yeah the database. Yeah, like Excellent. like DTS used to do. Cool. But I could I could point it directly at a file system, and you know it would still it would still import the metadata into MSDB, but the package itself would live on the file system. Right. Well, agree. That way, lots of the the advantage of that would be you can have one single package that if you need to make if if you if you need to make changes to it, you know mm -hmm. if you make changes to it often, mm -hmm. you've got one single package, and if you've got ten say data marts that may call that same package, you don't have to deploy it to ten different places. They can all call it from the same place. So when it changes, they all call it and they all pick up the changes at once instead of having to be redeployed. It's kind of a com model, right? Okay. So if you're if you're pulling it into MSDB like that, is it something that you can um, reopen later? Can you reopen the package and edit it and redeploy if you wish and move it around, or is it in some <coughs> secret database format well, now? Yeah, unfortunately, that's that's actually changed quite a bit since DTS. Um, remember in, in DTS when you could just go into uh, Enterprise Manager and yeah, just sure, and there's a double like a click list on of a package absolutely. And, and bring it up. Well, you can't do that anymore because these are compiled code, right? Right, so uh, you've got two choices when it comes to, to editing 
packages. Mm -hmm. You can uh, go into into the SIS manager and you can right click and export the package to the file system, and then open it up in Visual Studio again. Okay, so it and is and then redeploy it. It is editable, but not directly in. Did I say editable? You said editable. Oh, thank God. Okay. Uh, but not directly in right from the exactly. database or most people choose to store these in like a, a visual source, like visual source safe or a TFS server or something like that or some kind of code vault right. where they're managing all their code so um, it's consider these to be uh, just like any C sharp or VB application right any exe yeah sure you can't just right click on it and say Modify, right? I mean, they're compiled, so you'd have to run them back through the compiler again. I knew that. Cool. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so. By the way, it shows how late it is, how fuzzy I am. I was about to yell at the dog, and I'm like, wait, we're recording. I can't yell at the dog. Yeah, I know. Huh? Stop that. Okay. All right, so uh, I don't want to put this under data collector. Oh, um, well, okay. Or maintenance plans. So I'm just going to put this off the root, but mm -hmm. I can create my own folders and put it in there, right? Obviously not from here. At least I don't think you can. Well, I was going to ask if you can like right-click nope. or something. Aww. You can, but it won't do anything. <laughs> so, oh, crap. Okay, there's one more thing I forgot to show i got to cancel out of this because there's something I forgot there? to show you. Mm -hmm. um, something really important. Now, there's a whole other video I'm going to do on this. So I'm only going to touch top level of mm. this, right? But this is extremely important, and it, gets, and it bites a lot of people in the ass because... Um, it's hungry and it likes to smell. <laughs> um, but okay. Um, no, the the reason it bites a lot of people is because a lot of people don't understand. Most people don't understand what these options are, and well, the error message you get when you do it wrong has nothing to do with what's actually wrong. Yeah, that's peculiar. And it'll send you down the wrong path, something fierce. So, down here, the protection level of the package. See, I have to be in the package itself. If I'm here, that'll change the context, right? So you have to be in the white space of the package itself. And you see the protection level down here. What? Quick side note, you can set the protection level at the data flow task, at the task level. No, you're saying that it changes. No, I'm just saying that I'm just saying that these options change. Yeah, options change. Okay, I thought you were saying that so you could you set were, that at the package level. No, the so task if you were level. here, wow, you wouldn't really? be able to find it. You'd be like, well, that uh... That seems strange. Okay. Uh, I don't see anything, right? Okay, just, so, just just clarifying. Okay, so protection level, it says encrypt sensitive with user key. Hmm. Now, like I said, there's a, a whole thing I'm going to do on this. Um, but in essence, what that means is, is that means that you can only run this package on this box as this as this current user. Okay. Okay. Like I said, I'm not going to spoil the other video by getting into that too much. Sure. But what you want to do here is say, where are you? Don't save sensitive. There it is. My God, I was blind there for a second. So don't save sensitive. And that other one wouldn't have wouldn't have bitten us because you know we're about to run it and it'll be the same user on the same box. But if you were deploying it to a remote server, mm -hmm. it wouldn't run. Or if I logged in yes. under my login and tried to run it. Exactly. So this is this is the replacement for the DTS. All of those options are the replacement for the DTS. You know, save, you know, password. You know, when you password protected yeah. the DTS package. This is the, this is the the. Okay, so I'm going to resave that. I'm going to rebuild it. 
Okay, so now we're gonna build again. I was gonna say, was I smart enough to close that? And we got the same thing here. We just, you know, rebuilt it. So, um, so now when I deploy, double click on the manifest again. SQL local is fine. I'll do that because I'm just a smart feller. Um, this we don't need right now. I'll talk about that later. And finish. Did it deploy? <laughs> it's usually faster. Than, I mean, it's usually not that fast. So, now the question comes, how do we connect to SIS? <laughs> <clears throat> and you notice here, when you, anytime, you come, anytime you connect to something in the Object Explorer, you get all these guys. So you can connect to SIS right there. Here we go, and I can see my stored packages. Oh, look at that! Not really much under there, but I can right-click, and that's where I can put it in. I can create folders, import a package, export this package. Uh, uh, I can run the package. I can delete it. Let's run it. I'll show you what it looks like to run a package. Here. You can set different environment variables if you need to, right? So if you need to do a different uh, config file or uh, <clears throat> um, uh, set some values, so on and so on, right? But since we don't have any of that, and since ours runs relatively quickly, but you get all your stats right here, except for that, whatever. Oh, that's fine. And there you go. Tells you how long it took. And life is good, right? Yay, I did it. Now, I, I promised you I'd come back and show you that one last thing. Mm. And uh, one of the things that, that, that makes that, that makes it really powerful now over DTS is you used to have, uh, used to have a, an environment variable task that you could pull over and you would store everything in these environment variables. Now, I haven't seen DTS proper in years, so this is just going off of the the vague images in my head like a dream, right? But I do remember it being <coughs> fairly convoluted and fairly Yeah, but, but you had to do it, and it was always the first step in the yeah. in the package, right? Well, here you have, you can you can have actual configures. So if I say package configs, enable configs, I can say add one. And I'm going to use a file, but you've got other options here, right? Nice. So XML is the most common. So here I'll say, see, colon backslash uh, like that. Now you get to choose your options. I'm going to expand this a little bit. And you can set them for lots of things. So I'm going to go to, uh, yeah, the connection manager. And the connection string is what I want choose. So I'll do the connection string. Config one. You can name it because everyone can have you can have several config files mm -hmm. or several different configuration methods, right? So if you wanna um, if you want something that's gonna be the same for all the servers, right? Like different variables for all the servers. So maybe you'll have something that, that changes uh, you know that goes by add at server name or something like that for one of the variables mm -hmm. but you want all of the all of the destinations or all of the sources to be the same across ten boxes, right? So you can have separate separate ones. So anyway, I finish and I close. Now 
and I'll build it again. Now you'll see I've got my config file in here. And I'm going to open with Notepad because I'm just cool that way. Um, I probably should have opened it in something that would actually keep the formatting. But, see here, after we get past all that crap, you can see here, localhost, right? The connections. Mm -hmm. uh, and so, here's the source, the localhost. So, so to, to write a package that moves across servers really, really well, or say if I've got it on one server and I don't want to move servers, but say the the source changes, boom, you just change it in the config file, and every time the f the package fires up, it reads from the config file the the new value, so I can change the the source right here. So that, let's say that, uh, and and I actually do that at the office. I've got several data marts that are all pulling from different locations, and sometimes they're even pushing to different, but it's the exact same package. Okay, I just so, change the values in the config file. Okay, so how is this uh, this stored when you deploy? Um, where does this file go? Is it pulled into um, MS, um, MSDB as well? Or is it something that you edit and put on the computer in the same place? Where does it go? That's an excellent question. Why, thank you. The, uh, the file is stored as XML on the file system. But the big caveat here is it is... You notice how bleh, you notice how right here I said see my config. Mm -hmm, that's what got me thinking about it. <clears throat> that's where it expects to see it on the server. Right. So you have to have whatever structure you have on your client. You have to set up that same structure on your server, and that's where it expects to see it. And it had better be there. So a lot of people um, will do something like. Uh, store all of their config files in a central location and use network paths. Nice. So you've got all your stuff there. Um, some of them like to put them in, uh, in, on, on each individual server, right? Um, I remember uh, we had this guy a couple years ago who I, I taught him how to do config files and I was explaining this to him and I said, so you could put it, for example, on like, in like C deploy. And that's what he did. He went across all the servers and created C deploy. And I said, like C deploy, like C deploy. And nope, nope, that's what he put. <laughs> he changed the name to C, like, de like deploy. Yeah, I know, right? So, anyway. So, okay, sorry, we got interrupted there for a second. Um, uh, but there, but there was interesting discussion here on the on the on the other side during the break, and that interesting discussion was. Well, we were just talking about you mentioned oh, you yeah, mentioned sorry. keeping all the config files in one central network location, and I was saying that that kind of you know defies the point of having separate configuration files because each server deployment is going to need different options, you know, different things configured in the config files. Right. So, like, if I've got this particular package deployed to 10 different servers and I've got them all pointing at this config file. What's they, the point? Because they're the all going to be the because same. Because they're all going to be the same. But well, well and, and, and it depends on how you've got things set up. Mm -hmm. If you've got things set up to look for local server, server variables, that's absolutely perfect. All 10 of them can run from a single file. 
because when they load the file on in their own memory, they'll run their own, they'll, they'll pull their own server variable, and it'll be perfect. That's what it's for. Sure, sure. But if you have something hard coded, for example, but like, yeah, if you have something hard coded that doesn't need to be hard coded, like a region. That's a good point, though. By the way, <clears throat> um, <coughs> then yeah, you're absolutely right. The a single file in a single location wouldn't work. But the point of that was that you can, uh, you can have all of these files say, uh, let's get back here. Say if this file were in a central location on the on the network, and you used you know uh, a UNC path to get to it for all the packages, you would have a folder structure in here. So you know you would have server one, server two, server three, server four, server five, and each one of them would have their own copy of my config XML with their own with their own uh, values in it. Um, so, so this just really keeps you from having to uh, to round robin across all the servers when you need to make changes. Everybody knows that you go to one central the, location where you've the got all your config file store. files. So, yeah, okay. So you can right. just go blam, 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 one right. after another and change whatever you need to change. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. So, I, I mean, like even in, in in my environments, I've got test file. I've got test config files that we use for. Uh, that, that we use when we when we want to to pull development data, right? Go against a dev server. So the source will usually have some kind of uh, test box or certification box, right? And then it's got a production box, and you don't want to necessarily pull a new package from a production box because you don't know if you've done everything right until you test it a couple times. So I'll do something like this on my server. I'll say uh, I'll have like a dev folder. And Jesus, where the hell is this? One? <laughs> <laughs> there it is. He's and an I'll MVP, have, folks. And I'll have a prod <laughs> folder. <laughs> I couldn't find the folder. Sure. So okay, so my config will be here, right? Yeah. And then I'll have a copy of it in dev that points to the dev box, and a copy of it in prod that points to the prod box. And when I want to switch it, I'll just delete this one and then just copy the one over from the pro the appropriate folder. Hmm. Right. Nice. So that way I don't have to go in there and, and muck with changes. Every I can single just, time. Yeah. Which so is, it's better. I did shift delete all on my own. Ooh, you must have watched my video. Yeah, I did actually. <laughs> um, watched it. I devoured it. Excellent. Okay, so uh, did we build this thing yet? Uh, let's build it again, just let's for fun. build it again, just for fun. No, also just for fun. Don't save sensitive. And that's where this is going to become really important because... When you've got this config file, if you're doing, say, uh, uh, SQL authentication, mm -hmm. it will store that password with a hash key. Mm. And that hash key is created from your personal profile on this box. Ooh, fancy. Right? Which is why it won't work on another box with another user, because it needs your specific credentials on this user profile of this box in order to decrypt the password. So, but if you but if you use don't save sensitive, then it won't save it at all. You'll have to come back in here and, and add the password to it, and it'll be in clear text. But you notice I always use uh, SSPI, Windows Authentication, for those of you at home who don't have the dictionary in front of you, <laughs> um, uh, because that way I, I love using using. Uh, SSPI for packages. Number one, I'm not storing my, my password in clear text. Clear text, right? of course. <clears throat> Number two, 
I can control better who runs the package. So uh, if, uh, if it's a scheduled package across 10 different servers, then I can give those, those uh, SQL agent accounts the rights they need on the box, on, on both boxes on the source and destination right? Mm. But then an individual user couldn't come in and right-click and run the package when they're not supposed to because they wouldn't have been given that, those sure. rights. So I love using SSPI because I can control through Windows accounts and good stuff. Absolutely. So, okay. So now we're about to deploy. Did you build or did you just point to build? I, I don't remember. Yeah, I don't either. And I think I just deleted my did I just delete my... Your config file? My config file? Why don't you build it again? <laughs> Will it build a config file again? I've never deleted it after I did it. Well, this is a great time to find out. I've got a copy of it on C. I think. You did, but you deleted it earlier. <laughs> you don't remember? Oh, God. <laughs> is there any chance it's in my recycle bin? No, because I always shift delete. There's my bunny. No, I love that picture. Christ. Okay, so... Uh, package configs. Yeah, I know it's not there. I have to remove it and start over. We have a combined nearly three decades of SQL experience, folks. <laughs> okay. I'm going to say sql.xml. I, I I did that on purpose so I could show everybody at how, home to, do how it to do it again. Absolutely, I'm gonna call that mythbustering it, because we're actually super geniuses, but yeah. we just stumbled. That's what I'm accused of all the no. time being a super genius. <laughs> now and again, so connection string. Well, so's Adam. Config one, I'll, that's fine with me. Close. Build an eight. I want to save it or something. Woohoo! Look at that. Well, it'll save when it builds. Oh, yeah, duh. I was just testing you. Yeah, I know. Just to see. Okay, so now we double-click on here. SQL deployment. Local. Whack. It's the Wax job. No. That was stupid, wasn't it? It's all right. It's late. Okay, so uh, right here it says to install this, to install in this folder... Click next to install a different folder. Okay, so this is where it's going to copy the config file where you want it to copy the config file on the server. So it will deploy the file for you as well, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I might add too that I, I almost never do this. I almost never bother doing this. I always copy it by put, hand. I always copy it by hand. Hmm. Just a hands on kind of guy. Yeah, something like that. Let's something go with like that. that. So we're going to put this one on. On C, as much as I had to say it. No doubt. Okay, so we got that. Now, this is cool, and again, I never do it this way because I always just want to touch it by hand. I've got cool XML editors. I like to use them. So, but you can come in here and change the value for all this stuff, right? So I can come in here and change. So, like right now, I've got it on data sources, local host, and CDC, right? So I could do that. I could change the name of the database or any of the values in here and the, the XML file would be deployed with those values. Sorry, I got you yawning now. Yeah, I know. Mm. And finish. Wow, that's fast. Oh, it's a little tiny package. That always reminds me of uh, 
uh, deeds. Boy, these things are fast. <laughs> so now, uh, that's not right. This is right. Okay, so now when I do this, I say run, execute. There you go. The first thing you see is information is attempting to configure from the XML yeah. file. Ooh. Right? Ah, not too bad, huh? So anyway, that's how you deploy packages, and there's a little bit more to it than that. Um, maybe we'll do a package deployment too, as I think of a couple other things, because I can think of I can think of some things now I didn't say, but maybe we'll we'll do a follow up to this, and uh, <clears throat> um, uh, have a little bit more healthy discussion on it, uh, perhaps when we're both a little bit more lucid. Yeah, good luck with that. Uh, but again, the protection level, man, I have got an incredible video plan for that. I just need to put it together. But, yeah, I'm going to explain everything about that that you need to know, and probably so much more that you don't even want to know. It's going to be cool. It really is. So, anyway. Sounds and, nice. And this is one of the biggest questions I get is is on the protection yeah, levels what does that here. Mean? I mean, so many people don't know what these oh, things mean. real quick. what You were talking about the, the wrong setting will get you an error that leads you down the wrong path. What's the error? It's like a gazillion things long. I mean, it's it's a really, really long error message, and it has nothing to do with the thing. Hmm. Um, I'm trying to think. I'm on my work box right now, so there's no way for me to do it and then log in with somebody else and then... Yeah, sure. Um, but maybe we'll do that... As next a, time. Maybe we'll do that next time. Yeah. yeah, we'll do it on a different box so that we both have rights to, and then we'll log back out, which will be really hard to film. But <laughs> but maybe we'll do it on a server and log in as two different users on a server. Because hey. we have a lab here, you know. Do we? Yeah. Where the hell do we keep that? Under all that dust in the background. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, okay, guys. Um, I think we've screwed around long enough. Aw. So uh, that's all I got. How about you? I got nothing. All right. Take care.